Welcome to the Igniting Consciousness podcast, where we discuss all things related to raising your consciousness. We're obsessed with exploring outside-of-the-box ideas on a wide variety of topics that impact your well-being and expression of life force energy. We dive deep into topics of health, transformation, conscious parenting, human design, manifestation, spirituality, living in harmony with nature, and more. We're excited to explore the captivating mysteries and beauty of life with you and to raise the collective consciousness of humanity together. Let's dive in. Okay, I think you're going to love this episode that I did with Stephanie Wigner. We went into all the concepts and ideas and tips and tools and everything when it wraps, when it comes around having an abundance mindset, what it means to have an abundance mindset and how it's not just about being wealthy financially. You can have wealth in other areas of your life as well. And what does that mean to you? What are things that you can do to start getting yourself in that that higher level of thinking of, of yes, attracting in the things that you want to do. Yes, of bringing in more money that you want to do. Of yes, having the partner that you want to have and, and having the love and, and the kids and the family life and everything else around that. We talk about ways that you can start to like recognizing that you have subconscious programming and and how you can utilize that and transmute that in order to be able to like to learn from it and then be able to move on from it and not let it be a a like a plateau or a ceiling for you on being able to recognize synchronicities in the world, of being able to express that gratitude so that way you can attract more of the synchronicities in your world of getting you and taking inspired action so that way you can get closer to the goals and everything that you want to obtain and more in life. And when it comes to achieving success, of of achieving and obtaining wealth and having an abundance mindset and having and living an abundant life. And so I talk a lot about this and um, I give examples of, of human design. Of course, you know, I love human design. So I talk about that in relation to our own personal lives. Stephanie shares that. And she also shares about her evolution of being the 70, 71.0 to 3.0 and what that looks like for her. So that way, you know, you can benefit no matter what stage of life you're in and what season of life you're in right now of how you too can have an abundance mindset and live an abundant life. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Igniting Consciousness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Horine, and I am joined here today with the beautiful and lovely Dr. Stephanie Wigner. And it just so happens that before we like get into talking about who you are, like your bio and everything else, I just have to share with the listeners here that we're all about like alignment and you know, manifestation. And yeah, we talk about the woo and we want to know how to like live it, how to embody it, how to be it, how to allow it to play out in your life on a day to day, and then how to expand your mind into areas that you didn't even know were possible because we have all these subconscious programmings and everything. All that said, before setting up and recording this podcast today, it isn't like we're both in this mastermind group. We're both chiropractors, right? And it just so happens that I start to hear a bit about uh, more about you from my husband because we're in different cohort groups. So just for people listening, like we're actually not in the same group. This is the first time we're like seeing each other right now. But when I heard about you, I was like, I know this woman like she's my bestie and she doesn't even know it. And I don't <laughs> even know it. I haven't even met her. But I think like we need to, we, we need to talk. We need to connect. Like I know we're just going to like we're just going to be able to connect like that. Then I find out that totally. like, I know you're here design right and I was like oh of course she's a projector and like projector <laughs> manifests I feel like we could do awesome things together and like friendships can especially when you understand human design how friendships can be but what really came down to even further was I can't remember what it was specifically but I found your podcast and what is the name of your podcast the wealthy practitioner 
the wealthy practitioners. So I was listening to one of the episodes in your podcast where you went into talking about like manifestation. And as I was listening, I'm like, oh my gosh, she calls her husband a twin flame too? Oh my gosh, <laughs> she talks about the woo too? Oh my gosh, she's also a chiropractor. Like, so there's all these striking similarities. And I'm like, I need to have her on this podcast and we need to talk about this because I don't, I don't just call it like, a money mindset, but abundance mindset. And girl, mm -hmm. you got it. And the thing is, <laughs> it's like, it's a continuous journey, just like healing, right? Health and healing. It's not like you achieved it, certificate certificates on the wall, you're done, never have to work on it again. It's a continuous, expansive process. But all that said, I'm just so excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm going to give the, let the people know a little bit more about who you are. Because, Stephanie, you definitely embody the spirit of a multi-passionate entrepreneur, investor, and mentor. Alongside your professional pursuits, you equally dedicate yourself to a role as a loving wife and devoted mother, which is another thing that we both have toddlers right now. Who would have thought that, yeah. too? I have a little girl. You have a little boy. Time of this recording, they're both toddlers right now. Like, momhood is a whole other conversation, being an entrepreneur For sure. and, like, expanding and embodying everything and then wanting to be the best mom and especially being like for me a crunchy mom like you know all moms want to do the best thing that you can for your child but you don't want to lose who you are and lose your relationship with your husband like that tends to happen too so maybe we'll get into that but you have a keen eye for business opportunities and a relentless drive for success and you've scaled two brick and mortar chiropractic clinics to over one million in revenue in less than seven years you now coach and train other chiropractors and wellness experts on how to implement your methods so that way they can achieve the same level of success. And so your passion for mentoring shines through as you support and empower others on their own journeys to build legacies without sacrificing time with their families. And that right there is something that is, whoo, that is so powerful right there. And like, I want to take up some of those golden nuggets right there because I feel like I found my way into like obviously entrepreneurship and we have drive. We don't want to stop, but I also want to be the best mom that I can be, but I want to be the best partner that I can be at the same time and understanding our human designs, which for those of you that don't know, I do basic human design readings. Stephanie knows about her human design. So we were chatting about it a bit here beforehand. She is a, you said a two, four projector, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Two, four uh, emotional projector, and I'm a three-five emotional manifester. So uh, there's definitely things that we could share with each other, and definitely understand. And it makes a lot of sense with um, diving down with the experimentation phase of everything that I want to do within the three, within the two of your profile. There's no doubt that you have to embody like being alone. You want to kick back and be in your pajamas every once in a while and you need your Stephanie time, right? And then your intimate For time sure. your partner and family time. But the four on your profile is where you being a coach is amazing because you're so good at diving right in. People share things with you even before you ask for it. In fact, they probably just share it with you. And you're like, oh, you didn't have to go down there, but okay. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I've got some advice and tips for you on that, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think, I think, um, you know, the more I learn about my human design, the more I'm like, wow, it's really easy to see how I've been operating out of my human design. And then once I stepped into it, and once I embodied it, like my life shifted. And I was like, oh, there's a new way of living a more easy aligned way to be. 
Um, and I think, you know, all of those things like Enneagram and human design and the thing about Enneagram and human design, I'd be curious your take on it too. Like the first time I did Enneagram, I was like, that is not me. Like, absolutely not. The next time I did Enneagram, I was like, okay, this is me entirely. Like I'm a three through and through, like I will do what it takes to achieve no matter what. Um, but whenever I learned about my, um, human design, it was like, you can't argue with it. It's based on like astrology, you know, it's not like a personality test. It's like, this is what you are and this is how you operate. Um, and I think, you know, we'll dive into that a little bit later. Like we were sharing prior to recording is I didn't operate in my human design for a long time. We all have our, uh, unique instances and stories and upbringings that have made us who we are today that I think is an amazing thing, but it didn't allow me to really tap into that human design until I was much older. Mm. Mm. And it's probably because of the fact that, well, as we know, we all have our subconscious patternings, you know, of of who we who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to act and what that's like, let alone our upbringing with, you know, going through, I don't want to say, I hate to call things traumas, but they're always opportunities to learn from us, especially with the expansive minds that we have, which is like other areas of, of how we relate, even with our upbringing, with um, like addictions being in our, you know, our parents doing the best that they can and everything like that. But so I'm just like, oh my gosh, this could just go into whole, all kinds of a slew of conversations. But <laughs> but being able to embody exactly that with the with the human design, where again, it's like you you can you can't make up the time, date, and location of where you were born. Like when you're taking a Instagram profile or something like that, it's like based on the time of when I'm taking it, like I probably have consistent way that I answer the questions, but based on like, if I'm on a high, like on emotional high, I'm probably going to answer it a little differently. Human design, there's no like answers you're putting into. It's just, it is what it is. And it's you embodying that soul blueprint of yours so you can maximize your human potential. Yeah. I love that. I didn't, I didn't know you did human design readings. That's so cool. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so sorry, like I'll infuse it a little bit as we're chatting right here. So now that I know that you have the two and the four on your profile, I'm like, oh yeah, gosh, no doubt. Like one being a projector, like you projector, like my husband being a projector too, and you even said your husband's a projector as well. So it's like <laughs> yep. projectors and understanding this about yourself. The human design is so helpful, not just for understand, obviously for understanding yourself. I don't know if you knew this. It was actually downloaded and channeled to understand how to raise your children. So I, that's how it was actually introduced for me, but I didn't know that's how it was, what it was built upon, but that's how it was actually introduced to me. It was like you, the more you know about the son, the better kind of mom you could be, you know? And so for my husband and I, both of us being projectors, my son is a manifesting generator. So my husband and I at at like a long end at the end of a long work day, we'll want to like lay on the couch and my son is just like running circles. Like, what do you mean you guys are done? Come on. Like my day's just getting started. We're like, no, can we put on this Rachel or something, please? We need a break. Um, Rachel, right. That is exactly that. I'm like, <laughs> literally Miss Rachel goes on in my head. I'm like, I don't even know like regular music on anymore because I'm singing Miss Rachel nursery. Rich, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I love that. I did not know that, but that's super cool because that's one of the things right when I had my son, I was like, oh, I wonder what his human design profile is. So my daughter's a manifesting generator as well. So let me tell you, mama, we totally get it. Both um, as manifestors and projectors, we don't have a defined sacral center. And that is like not saying we don't have energy. We absolutely have energy. We just don't have a clear and defined way of accessing that ongoing energy. We kind of have to train ourselves to learn how to access it. Or mm-hmm. you being around other people that do have it, you can either it, like ignite that, like myself and my husband, like when we're together, 
we activate the sacral center together. And so you guys might have that. Or when you're around other people that do have a defined sacral center, then like you just get this ongoing energy and you're like, oh my gosh, I just can't stop. I just feel like I can go, 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 go. And typically you're like, I need to rest. Like yeah. I need to like sit down and like collect myself right now. But all that said, so we as not having defined sacral centers and our manifesting generator children do, let alone their kids and their healthy kids, so they're already <laughs> going to be running around with like crazy energy, let alone whenever they've got that active sacral center. And here's the thing with our manifesting generator kids, and this is a little little tip with, uh, with, uh, with the parents there, is that their minds, like it's already going to be squirrel, like next shiny object thing <laughs> but manifesting generators are totally like that and that is in their design to be like that like they're designed to be able to have that ongoing energy and have that initiating power of that manifester energy and so they might initiate liking something like one day and the next day they're not totally into it anymore and so what is recommended as a parent is not to say don't invest in the things they're interested in but like say if they want to get into like what like hockey hockey is a very expensive sport it's like yeah we don't buy the best of the best equipment right away until you know they're probably going to stick with it longer until they're dedicated to it yeah until they've made up their mind that they want to stick with it that makes total sense yep and so we're learning this as their toddlers right now so the whole world is their oyster and they're kind of learning and squirreling with everything but we just have to know like okay we've got to create some like rhyme and rhythm to them because Otherwise, they're going to like it's like, don't let we even say this in practice. Don't let the um, insane run the asylum. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Households either. <laughs> We've gotta, like, I love capture that. that essence without like riding down or like dampening down their little soul soul desires. Right. Oh, my gosh. All that said. So, Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. Right. <laughs> Look at this. You know, quickly, we already got into it. We're like already 11 minutes into it. And like, we're already going into other conversations. But what I really want to get into today is talking about abundance mindset, because like you, you're, you, you embody this in such a beautiful way, as I'm just hearing this in conversations through the other podcasts, and then knowing that you're running multiple chiropractic businesses, and also doing a coaching business. And like, let me tell you, girl, your branding is beautiful. I mean, like I'm inspired, like telling my people, I'm like, you see this, like <laughs> like this, like, how can you make like, how can you show me up like this? Like you are, you're doing it. You're, you're displaying yourself beautifully. And like, you're not just talking the talk, you're walking the walk too. So let's Thank you. Well, you're welcome. You're very welcome. Let's talk about you know, what, what does it mean to have an abundance mindset? Like, what does it mean to you, like within the work that you do? Yeah. So I think abundance to me is really about having it all and knowing what all looks like for me. And so for me, like you said earlier, even in my bio, which I feel like my bio made me sound way cooler than I actually am. But, you know, to me, being a mother and a wife comes before any of the businesses that we own, because I think that's where my true legacy lies in how I can show up for my family. And so to me, being abundance meaning means showing up for them first is my best self. And I actually show up as my best self when I do more of the things that I love. So I love being a mom, but I also have this like serial entrepreneur spirit. And so my husband will joke with me and he'll tell, he'll be like, baby, I haven't went away. You haven't went and like manifested anything new. Like, I think you need a couple days to yourself because that's honestly when I come back on 
fire, like ready to serve my family, ready to serve my team, my patients, my clients. I need that time to just be so I can focus on manifesting, so I can focus on tapping into that energy because it truly is an energy when you're trying to operate from this abundant space. But because I am that projector we talked about, I will get depleted and I need space to be able to like replenish that so that I can come back and be the leader and the mother and the coach and all of these amazing things that I love to be. Um, But to me just means having it all. So I have that supportive spouse. I have a family. I have businesses that are thriving. I have an abundance of clients and patients that I love serving. And then naturally when you're giving that much, I feel like the money just shows up. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? And the other thing is too is and, and is when we talk about abundance, like a lot of us, like because I I said like abundance, money mindset, but exactly that having it all, and it doesn't just mean money. It just it just so happens that probably a lot of the things that you want probably require money, and so it's like you're not. Even, and I love it. You're just like me. I don't even want to put a cap on the amount of money that I want or the amount of money that I quote need. I just want to make sure I can do all the things that I want to do, and whatever amount of money that takes, that's what I want. Absolutely. And for me, I think, you know, um, and you you guys probably felt this way in your entrepreneur journey. Sure. When we were starting up in the businesses and we needed, you know, enough money to be able to pay our bills and to be able to get groceries and to be able to put gas in our cars and that sort of thing, we were really focused on the number. But then on our journey, like once you just start hitting these big numbers, like a bigger number doesn't do more for you. Right. Um, and so for us, it was about like, how can we start to infuse our life with more beautiful experiences. And that shows up in the form of travel. It shows up in the form of giving back. It shows up in the form of, you know, um, just being able to do what we want with our time when we want to. And to me, that truly is abundance. So like, yes, I think money gives us options. Money gives us security. You know, it, it allows us to not be worried like where our next meal is going to come from. And I, I know that there's people maybe even listening to this that are in that scenario that are trying to tap into more abundance. And I don't want to discredit that. But once you embody this vibration and this energy, like the money just shows up. And so I think for me, as I was working on this journey of like becoming this Stephanie Wigner 3.0 that I refer to myself as like, I'm in version 3.0, like girlfriend learned a lot in version 1.0. She learned even more in 2.0. What 3, 3.0 is really where I've been able to embody the the lessons that I've learned. And then I finally feel like what I'm showcasing to the world is my true self. I think I was hiding for a long time before that. Um, so this 3.0 version does embody abundance. And you know, um, just on that same topic, like my podcast is the Wealthy Practitioner podcast, but I say that I'm in my wealthy mama era. And that is super triggering for a lot of people. I don't mean that I'm just over here like taking a bath full of money, drinking champagne, uh, even though that sounds cool too. But what I mean is like it is this version of loving yourself, loving your family, loving the work that you do, loving the people that you serve. And it's just like, it's such a good place. And it's, it's taken a long time to get here and like a lot of lessons learned, you know, but it's truly an energy energy that I feel has allowed more abundance to come into my life. And so I'll be like, okay, I'm in my wealthy mama era. And I remember the first time that I had somebody get triggered by that. And I also remember the first time that I had somebody, I was actually on their podcast and they're like, I just want to thank you for putting that out there because I don't think enough women are claiming where they're at right now. And that's a disservice to other women. And so I've, I've had both, right. Where people were like, uh, okay, 
sure, brag about how much money you have. And I'm like, oh, you actually don't get what it is. And then I've had it on the flip side where people are like, I love you embodying this because it's giving me permission to actually show up the way that I want to be. Amen to that. Like literally namaste, right? And so it is <laughs> because exactly that. Well, it's more than welcome here. And most of the people listening to this <laughs> podcast, they're going to be like, it's more than welcome here because what do we want? We want people like ourselves, like you to look up, to inspire us. And like, we're going to probably go into a little bit of the story of how like, especially because you're like, you're a version 3.0, then I kind of want to give <laughs> a little insight to the listeners how like the 1.0, to give a little bit of the journey of the 1.0 to the 2.0 to the 3.0. So that way, here's the deal is like, what are some of, I'm trying to think of some of these phrases for some of the grades, but it's like, you know, like you, you go to, like you listen to somebody for inspiration and the inspiration you can take an action or like, you only go so far if you just have the inspiration, but then it's a whole nother level to take the action on it. And the one thing totally. that I want to like let people know is that it is literally only it's like it's like the 80 20, like it comes to the nervous system. Only it's only 20 percent strategy. It's only 20 percent mm -hmm. strategy. And what's the other 80 percent? Mindset. It's your mindset. Mm -hmm. It's the energy. It's the way you embody it, the way you wrap your head around it. And guess what? When you get your mind in the right place, it's like, just like you said, the frequency follows like attracts alike, like, and then your frequency will follow. The things will come in. It will seem easier. It doesn't have to be hard unless you think it's hard or unless you're perceiving totally. it as hard. Right. And so just having that conversation, because I know it wasn't, it wasn't easy. I mean, things seem to be easy now and it's all perspective. Um, but I want to let the listeners like have a little insight into like your evolution from the different versions of the Stephanie that until the Stephanie that you've become today, which you're not done evolving, you're continuously evolving. Right. What was like the 1.0 Stephanie like? Like what was the, like, what was, oh man, 1.0 Stephanie was such a people pleaser, cared so much about what other people thought. She was very like confused, always seeking external validation instead of tapping into her intuition and her inner knowing and knowing what's best for her. Um, and that that honestly was probably until about 22 years old. That was Stephanie 1.0. And then Stephanie 2.0 found chiropractic, found something that I was finally so passionate about that I wanted to build my life around. And so I had this bigger purpose and I was able to... Um, have something that I was working towards, right? Something outside of myself. And I, I fell in love at 2.0. I started my career. I'm, I took a lot of risk. I moved clear across the country. Um, and But she was still very much a people pleaser and she was still very much um, looking for external validation. So internally, I started listening to my intuition a little bit more. I started knowing that like I had ideas that I should follow. It didn't make, it didn't matter if it made sense to anybody or not, as long as they felt like they made sense to me. That's the projector coming into play, right? Um, and but she was still really seeking that external validation. And I really truly think I embodied 3.0 when I became a mother because, you know, I had a very uh, non-traditional from a chiropractic perspective birth. So it was supposed to be a home birth. It transferred to a hospital C-section. And so that really was jarring to my core as a, a prenatal chiropractor nonetheless, you know? Um, and I'm like, I'm having like, I've like a, a crisis when they're telling me I have to go to a C-section. I'm married to a chiropractor. If you don't know, chiropractors typically opt for unmedicated births. Um, Granted, that's generalizing, but like we like to have as least intervention as possible in our entire life, right? Like we believe innate knows what it's doing. And so I'm literally looking at my husband and I'm like, how the F is 
a prenatal chiropractor going in for a C-section right now. And it was 42 hours of labor and there was all these things. And I was like, you know, by that point I was like, this is what I have to do. It's fine. But I had to recover from that birth trauma. And a part of that was looking at this underlying feeling that I felt unworthy. And so I think becoming a mother really birthed this new version of myself that one, yeah, I'm I'm not perfect. That's okay. I don't I don't need to be, but it also doesn't matter what others think of me, right? And I realized a lot with my birth is it was like, what are patients going to think about me? What are my colleagues going to think about me? And it was then that I was like, it doesn't really matter because I have this beautiful, perfectly healthy baby. Like it's okay if things out of my control transpired into this. It really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like it's what I believe to be true. I know that I gave it my best shot, and so that was really the start of this like self love self healing journey that no longer needed external validation. Now, as a high performer and a high achiever, I think that we're constantly like I have mentors, right? Like I use my husband as a sounding board. I want other people to give me their feedback, but it's different now to where their answer doesn't change what I do or how I act or how I perform, but it does it it just gives me more insight. It gives me more ideas to consider and I'll either take them or leave them based on how I'm feeling. And that to me is what really has been the shift in Stephanie Wigner 3.0 is that I really just love myself more than I ever have. And I'm happier with where I like I'm I've always been proud of the accomplishments and the achievements because naturally throughout every version I've achieved something because that's just the type of person I am and I will continue to do that right but it doesn't matter if I hit all of these crazy business metrics if at the end of the day I'm still wondering if I'm enough and so in order for that to be shifted now I feel like it's a vibration that even if I like you know we kind of ebb and flow just like our businesses just like life's and my husband and I, we were we were laughing this weekend as we had some time off because we were like, wow, this is the first time with it being Thanksgiving that we've had three or four days where we truly have felt like it's okay to unplug because our teams are unplugged and the world's unplugged. And we didn't realize how much we needed that rest. And, you know, we were just laughing because we really went through a shitstorm this past summer of just managing all these businesses and so many things going wrong. And so, like you said, sure, it looks easy. It looks nice on social media. But behind the scenes, when you're managing more things, there's more variables, right? But for me, it was also nice as we were going through that storm to be like, none of this is a reflection of me. I am learning. I'm evolving. I'm learning new lessons. I'm becoming a better leader, a better version of myself. And in the past, that would have triggered me like, what did I do wrong? Or this is my fault or things like that, you know? So it's just such a more beautiful place to be. I just feel like I have more freedom in this version of myself. That is like key that so many people want freedom, right? We know like even in the world of entrepreneurship, like people like most of us want more freedom because we want to be with the people that we love most, our family, you know, and we want to have more time to, yes, serve. We still want to serve the people. And, you know, you start to realize like what's taken away from your energy or what's adding to your energy. And then like, how can, how much do you have to give? Cause you can't fill from an empty cup because been there, mm-hmm. tried that. And it's, <laughs> yeah, and that's whenever people get self-sabotage and breakdown. And that's whenever we get like, inflammatory autoimmune I'm putting air quotes because it's like like inf- like um, autoimmune conditions and breakdown and like all these other things that happen to your health of your body and your well-being just because you're trying to like catch up to the next shiny thing or trying to keep up with the Jones or you're too busy worrying about what other people are thinking versus focusing on what it is that's most important to you absolutely you know I did this um 
over the summer, we took my son to London. I actually went to a mastermind there too, but we like made it a family trip. We stayed for a week. And that's one of my things. I love to travel and go learn more and spend time with mentors and be in these rooms of high level people that are just like, I look small compared to them, right? They're just crushing it. And I'm like, you did what in your business last month? Like teach me your ways. Um, but we took my son and I, I made this real and it was so therapeutic to make it because it was like things that used to dictate my self-worth. What showed up on the scale? What was in my bank account? What uh, material objects I was carrying? Um, praise, outer public praise. And it's like, what dictates my worth now? Like me and what I believe about myself. And it was like, man, if you can truly, even if you don't feel like you can embody all of that right now, if you could just work on one of those aspects, your weight doesn't determine your worth. Your money in your account doesn't determine your worth. How many clients or patients you have doesn't determine your worth, you know? And it's like, if you could just pick one of those that is super triggering for you and work on that, the others will start to fall into place as well. Isn't that the truth right there? Um, you mentioned like literally, so I, I have to like share this as a, um, like a, you as a projector, my husband as a projector, like in human design, there's like a signature that you're like, your soul is always working toward. And a signature for projectors, you know what it is? To be invited? It's well, well, that is um, that that's the best way for you to have ease and flow. Yeah. It's the like awaiting the invitation. But your signature okay. is success. Like you're always mm -hmm. looking for that success. And a success mm -hmm. in whatever way it looks, like whether it's an entrepreneurship, but it could be success as a mother. It could be like whatever it, whatever you define success as. And guess what? It'll change and it'll evolve uh -huh. because you'll reach it. And then you'll be like, well, now this is successful to me. Now this <laughs> is successful to me, right? Whatever that means. And like as a manifester, my signature is I'm just looking for peace, which is like oh. interesting. You're like, oh, do I want just want like peace and love and be the hippie flower child. Like no, like I truly like my, my body because I'm I'm so, like I get revved up and I'm like always going, going, initiating, mm -hmm. initiating, going, going. Like I just want like I want to be like I want that stability and that support and just like overall peace. And what does it take for me to to like feel at peace? Well, that's what I that's my journey. Uh, that's my journey of life is figuring out how to yeah. be at peace. And that's what's going to be most health like healthy for me is to figure out what is going to keep me at peace. And just like for, for you and for all the projectors is that signature of success. And you talking about all the, like this evolution just had me triggered. And I had to like, I was like, I have to share that. I have to absolutely share Yeah. That. You know, you know, what's funny when um, Lee and I first met in our cohort, um, I had been sharing because everybody was like, oh, and I have these big Q4 goals. And I was like, honestly, I don't have this like big Q4 goal. I just want to feel content and peace because I have not had peace in my life for a long time. We've been dealing with a bunch of chaos. Um, and, you know, I think Lee and I connected over that because we have these huge aspirations and goals and things we want to achieve. But it's like at what cost? And it doesn't mean that you can't have both because I truly believe that and embody it. But it's just you have to be absolutely certain and clear about what you're willing to do in order to get there, what you're willing to sacrifice um, and what it's going to cost and what it's going to take of you in order to get to where you're going. And so, for instance, for my husband and I, over the last 18 months, we went from having three brick and mortars to opening a fourth. And for whatever reason, probably part of evolution, the fourth one almost damn near broke us. And we were like, throw it in, sell them all. Let's move to Costa Rica. <laughs> like this is not worth it. Um, but I think truly it was requiring us to become better leaders, better communicators, better business owners, better entrepreneurs. Um, but that peace aspect for the first time this year, 
I feel like I've been like, okay, but I have to protect the peace as I achieve all these new accolades and all of these great things that I'm striving for. My peace, my time, all of that has to be protect- protected in order to get to that next level or it's not worth it to me. Right. And and that peace also is like we, were, we mentioned the word freedom earlier. That's that's part of the freedom. You want to have that time freedom. You want to have the freedom to be able to ebb and flow with the different various stages of life throughout entrepreneurship, throughout wanting to travel and like add that to the list of another thing that's similar. Literally, Lee and I were like, we're trying to figure out like when and when we're going to go to Costa Rica. We're like, we need to go out to Costa Rica at some point in time. We're probably going to do retreats out there at some point in time. Is that happening? No, it's not. And like not in the it's in the vortex. So it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter right. of when I can't worry about the how right now, because otherwise that'll just stress me out. Like not worth it. Totally. But add that to the darn list of Costa Rica. Like so we're going to have to like all take our families to Costa Rica sometime. because Hey, that, that is my awesome. dream. My, my dream Rica? is to. Oh, well, so we, we've been to Costa Rica, but my dream is to have other families that we know that have time freedom in the financial abundance to do so, because it's not doable for every family. You know, we travel a lot, um, the time freedom to be able to do so with similar values so that like, you know, our kids are eating these, these home cooked meals rather than like, we're not stopping at McDonald's while we're traveling. Uh, So similar values and all these other things. And to be able to do that, because I think it's super fun, you know, for Kyle and I, we always said that we wanted to um, world school. So travel around the world and bring our children with us and be able to teach them about different cultures and things like that, especially because Kyle and I grew up like having to learn hard lessons as we've achieved more and had this level of success, it's just inevitable that our children aren't going to have some of the hardships that we had growing up. So it's like we have to be able to teach them and humble them and let them see how blessed they are and how much we still need to give back. And I think traveling is a beautiful way to be able to do that. Um, But yeah, let's go to Costa Rica for a month. I'm down. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've got like goosies. Like, I don't know if you could see it. Like, you can't really see it. I've got the goosebumps. Like, as you're saying, I'm like, in the vortex like it's got to happen it's just how however when when on it'll 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 present it it'll happen and even with you saying that like you know where you're saying like it's out there it'll happen I actually have my um I don't know if you could see it but my vision board is always on my phone every year because I just want a constant reminder of like here's what we're working towards but for last year um I put start a podcast and and like write a book and I was like that was kind of a a big, a big goal for one year. Um, so, but it's out in the vortex. It'll happen eventually. The podcast is done. Now I can focus on the book. <laughs> yes. And you probably have a lot of content from what you're talking about in the podcast of how it can be like reproducible and replicated and now vocalized. In fact, you probably can get transcriptions of it from your podcast. And then here you go. Now it's in writing and now you just organize. There you go. <laughs> like, I love that. That's, that's your jam as a projector. You guys have like, you guys can see see how things iron out. Like you're really good at being able to see what people are good at. You can also mm-hmm. see whenever they're doing things that are not in alignment for them. And like sometimes that's, and I'm sure as a coach and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, that's why people are hiring you. People hire you as a coach because you're going to like lay it straight to them and be like, okay, here's the raw and real. Like, why are you doing that? Like, you don't love what you're yeah. doing. Why are you doing it? Right? Like, yeah. And I think so often, I think so often too, in like this social media era that we're in, where it's like everybody just gets their inspiration and their ideas from social media, I'll find that I have clients chasing things that are completely not meant for them or that they don't even desire, but they saw somebody else have it. So they naturally think they want it too. 
And it's like a, a lot of people like maybe they hate travel. So why do you want to go spend two weeks in Costa Rica just because you saw somebody else do that? Like you have to do what's in alignment for you, you know, um, whether it's a million dollar practice, whether it's like getting your dream car or something, it's like, just make sure and it's alignment for you. But I do have to be the caller outer sometimes of like, hey, that's not what you told me your goal was, but this is all of a sudden all of your time and energy is going towards. Is that really what you're working towards? Yep. Yep. And that right there, it's, um, and that's where it's like we said earlier when I was asking if you knew what your signature was, which is success, but, um, how you, how you make sure things are coming or will continue to come easy for you is like awaiting that quote invitation. And well, as a coach, you've already been invited. People are hiring you on as a coach. So they've invited all the tips and tricks. So that way they can like find their way into like whatever level of success that they want to, that want, they want to accomplish. So kind of like pivoting because I'm like, oh my gosh, I just love everything we're talking about. Give me a little insight into, so being the the host of the Wealthy Practitioner podcast and your business, you work with other, um, not just chiropractors, but health and wellness practitioners, right? Yep. And so yep. So about nine, mean, 90, go ahead. Sorry. I was just like, give us the insight into that of what that, of what that looks like and the type of people that you help and like. Um, we'll just drive from there. Yeah. So I would say about 90% of my one-to-one or mastermind clients are chiropractors. Um, but I do have a couple different offerings within like my consulting business. I've worked with contractors. I've worked with, um, salon owners. I've worked with, um, like nail techs, like any kind of small business, I feel like I've been able to help, but my niche really is obviously health and wellness brick and mortars, because that's what I have a lot of experience with. And then I've also helped those clients start coaching businesses of their own, whatever they want to diversify into. Um, but yeah, I just have so much fun with it. And I think it is the, the projector aspect of it because in I still love serving patients. I probably work in my brick and mortar like three to four hours a week taking care of patients. And those are really my um, like my OGs, my wellness, my people that have been with me for a long time. So they can count on me to be there every Tuesday afternoon to see them. Um, but you know, outside of that consulting was just this breath of fresh air where I really got to dive into my human design and like some of the insight that I give, like sometimes it comes through me and I don't even know what it is. And I'm like, dang, that was good. I need to write that down, you know? And the client is like, oh my gosh, this is going to completely change my life. But I, so I love that aspect of consulting and the same thing with the podcast. I think I put off a podcast for so long because I want to be clear that I don't overcommit myself. Um, and it's really easy for me to do because I truly love working. Um, and so for a long time I put off doing the podcast, but I realized like I could either make it, um, a hassle or I can make it fun. And I've had a lot of fun with releasing that this year through an epic, like all white party. I'm like, you know what? I know that I will put this podcast off unless I commit to throwing a party. So I sent out invites and I was like, Hey, we're having a podcast launch party. Here's the day. I'll see you in the backyard, dress in all white. We'll have lots of champagne. And we had the most fun time, but guess what? That, that party was approaching. And I was like, cool. I have to start recording my podcast because you can't have a launch party without a podcast. So sometimes because I am juggling all of these hats and, you know, doing all of these different businesses, I have to put these timelines on myself. They're a little fabricated, um, in order to hold myself to a higher level of accountability. Uh, but you know, I've had so much fun doing the, the consulting and I really love just helping 
people, all people, but definitely women tap into their deepest desires and knowing that everything that they want is possible. Because I think as, you know, even as little girls, we're primed to be like, oh, you can be a mom or you can have a business. You can make six figures or you could be a really good wife. You could, um, you know, be in shape or you could be a boring stay at home fluffy mom. And it's like, well, you could be all of that. Right. And it's, it's, it's like there in, I'll, I'll be the first to say being a working mom, I know that the times when I'm staying at home, it's much harder than actually going to the office or working with my clients. Um, and so when I say just a mom, I just meant like you can still be a mom at home in shape. You know, there's all of these dichotomies that we're put into from a young age and we're forced to think about. And for me, it's like I didn't really want to play by any of those rules. And so I want other women to see that they don't have to play by those rules either, that they kind of get to make their own. Yes, like mic drop on that right there, right? Just don't drop the mic here because we're recording, right? But that said, I mean, literally, it just like when you said that, uh, that actually made me think about when I was listening to one of, your, one of your other podcasts prior to us recording this, was that exact, that or mentality that like as a woman growing up, it's like exact things like you, like you can't be like, you can't be at all. And I even remember and like, love him but my father-in-law my husband's my like he's a my father-in-law is a serial entrepreneur which like me moving or like marrying into the family I was like so excited because markedly different than the family that I was born and raised in you know it was like okay this there's a totally different mentality here that all said I remember the day that we were sitting down in his living room and we were actually like brainstorming around because we wrote a book together that was like one of the things that was like a requirement as and lovingly he wanted to bestow upon us as young doctors that in order for us to not seem as young we needed to be authored uh, we needed to be authors and you know like and we wrote a very heavy book which actually is still available today on Amazon and like all the things are true that we that we got into it but we just mark, we actually practice markedly different but push that aside that table that my purpose of sharing this is that I remember him saying I like he was like well, there's going to be a point in time talking to me that you guys are going to want to have kids. And so you'll have to decide, are you going to be at home with the kids? Because basically saying I couldn't have my cake and eat it too. And I remember like, first of all, Barbie Redhead <laughs> over here, I remember looking at him being like, I don't think I'm going to have to decide. I think like I don't have to decide one or the other. I think I get to choose or at any point in time and any point of the day of when I decide that I want to do it. And I remember from that day forward, I was like, I'm going to prove it to you. Granted, that was mm-hmm. like way before having kids. And I didn't know I was going to end up having my first kid like in my mid 30s. But, you know, whatever. But like still, uh-huh. I remember thinking like, you know, and it's ingrained in that and, in, in, you know, his generation and whatever else that like he was used to the way that his wife was that whenever it came time to have kids, she was staying home with the kids. And so he assumed that I'd be the one staying home with our future kids. And um, obviously, my husband would be like taking over and quote being the breadwinner. But little that he knew that I can have my cake and eat it too. And I see the world differently. And guess what? I'm kind of doing it now. Is it easy? No. Is there things to still learn? Absolutely. But yeah, you can do it both. Whatever it looks Absolutely. like Absolutely. And the season of life that you're in too. Absolutely. And that for me, you know, um, I'm sure we both could do a whole other podcast about how not easy it is trying to um, be the kind of moms we want to be, but also have the businesses that fulfill us and light us up and bring us joy. Uh, Because I do think that we're 
juggling two full-time jobs with both of those. Uh, and that puts quite a bit of pressure on us. But I do think that it's possible. And especially if you're willing to delegate certain things that you don't want to do and you're willing to pour into teams that can better serve you and help you, it's easy. It's easier to to be able to have it all. But I do think from a young age, we're taught to choose. And it's funny because I thought about this the other day. I was giving my son like um, a snack option and there was like a yogurt and there was peaches. And I was like, which one do you want? And then, but I, I we also do that as toddlers because they can't make up decisions, right? Uh, they can't make up their mind. And, but I was like, or you can have both. And he was like, both. And I was like, okay. But I was like, I want to teach you at a young age. You don't have to chew one snack or the other. You can have both. They're organic. You're good. <laughs> um, but like, we, it, like, even it forces me to pause as a parent and be like, what am I teaching him? Like, one rule I have in my house is you will not say something is expensive. You will not say, um, that we can't do that or have that right now. You can say that it's not a priority, but you will not say, and I teach my clients this too, especially uh, I used to have a, a group coaching program that was for small business owners that were female led. And so a lot of them were like fitness, um, sensory bin, an OT practice. Um, and we had a small group coaching and I did one whole call. Like, what are you programming your children to think? Are you saying that's expensive? Stop saying that's expensive. Let them know it's not a priority because money is relative. Money is energy. You can always attract more of that. So maybe you have to pay your mortgage this month. And so you're not buying that $30 toy at Target, but don't put them into a scarcity mindset from the age of three, right? And so I think that that's so important too, as being a mother and an entrepreneur is like, I really get to change the narrative and the conversation that's happening for him, even at this age, at two years old. Oh my gosh, how beautiful, huge, like bing, bing tip right there is like, how are we, how, what is the language that we're using just from the simplicity of like, what kind of food I, I love, I love that example that you give right there and like, you know, expanded upon that because that is, that is so the truth. It's not a priority right now. And it's, and also another word that I think is important to say, like, I like how you say it, don't say that's too expensive or like, we can't do that because we don't have the money for that. And it's like, well, perhaps logically in that moment right then and there, you don't, but maybe a couple of days, you never know what can happen. You never know what yeah, can manifest. Yeah, you can never you know. You want it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so being open to it. Of how the vortex yeah, or how universe is going to like give that money to you. It comes in the form of a check, some random check that you might get in the mail or like you found a little money on the ground or maybe... Um, a family member comes into your life and, you know, somehow you never know what the gives you a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. And yeah, I, I love that. So I think it's harder for us as parents that feel everyday stresses, but it's so important for us to remember, like, that's so short sighted. The big term, like the long term vision is raising super abundant, healthy children. And in order to do that, it starts in their mind. Mm, yeah. And the examples, because as we know, from the ages of zero to seven, that's where like a lot of the moral standards, like who am I, like what you believe is right, what is wrong, like, and obviously you can evolve and change that. We're examples of that. We've evolved and changed that from the mindset and what we were instilled into thinking. We don't, we don't want them to have to do all the, that work that we did. <laughs> no. And I, and I absolutely, yes. Right. And I know. And then, and, but, and that's a whole nother thing of like the school of hard knocks, you know what I mean? Like that was another thing that was instilled upon us that like uh, you said it in another episode and I'm going to share this, that my, I was even led to believe that people who had money were bad. 
that they they were mm-hmm. cheating, they were lying, they were stealing, they were doing something illegal in order for them to be at the like whatever wealthiness that they're at. And when you had touched base on that, like that is a subconscious pr- patterning and programming that I didn't I wouldn't have been able to say that. But like, yeah, I was under the illusion of like, well, I don't want to be a bad person. So like me not wanting to be a bad person and because my subconscious had that pattern with a well, if you're if you if you're not a bad person, then you're probably not going to have the money. Like I didn't I didn't put that together. But like that could be happening with you. That's listening to this what's podcast, happening. People. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that like now because you those two were associated together. And if you're like, well, I got I, I don't want to be a bad person. So now you might automatically be having like a lower frequency lack mentality when it comes to finances, just because you don't want to be that bad person. And you think that people who have money are bad people. Or that they're flaunting I, I, it too much. That's another thing. Like, or you have to be humble. Like, in, in even in like Lee's family, where I'll just share this. I'm putting it out there. Like, he had a w- totally different upbringing than I had. Beautiful upbringing, but they were like very adhering to being humble. You don't flaunt your, don't flaunt yourself. And it's like, you know, there's there. I I understand that. I totally do understand that. But at the same time, you were like they bred it into him being like Mm -hmm. as he was getting older that like you don't talk about your wins you don't talk about your successes you don't talk about the things Uh, that you're really proud of you don't talk about the fact that you're so proud that you did all this flipping research on getting the new Subaru Outback in 2017 and you got it right off the lot and then now like your family's saying what the f you know what I mean like who are uh you want your like and like that's given an example of that let alone where we're at now but you see where I'm going with that yeah yeah. It, I love what you said about the association. And I often find this too, when I work with clients, like just to give another example of how we don't really understand the things we're associating with one another. I was doing a coaching call the other day and he was like, yeah, so, you know, ever since we took that week off, like the practice hasn't been able to recover. And I was like, stop right there. I don't ever, ever, ever want you to make the association because you take time off. Your business is going to suffer. That is not why it suffered. It suffered because you didn't have the right systems in place. You didn't have the right communication. You didn't bring the energy when you came back. It has nothing to do with you actually taking time off. And as a young entrepreneur, if you make that mistake, you are going to work yourself to death and you are going to burn out. And it's like, we, we do this all the time throughout our days and throughout our lives. We're constantly associating things together that don't belong. We're giving more meaning to, to it than it needs to be given. And it's super important for us to be like, wait, did I just put those two and two together, but they really don't belong there? Or does it actually make sense in this instance? Because I think sometimes we're caught up on the other other way where we're associating things together and it's actually limiting us. Yes, yes. And that that's the same, con- gosh, I love this. The same thing with the subconscious, but if we're going to go down the programming that, that we all have um, is even with the, like, you have to work hard in order to achieve. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, and I live by that. I mean, I mean, my type A personality is what brought me the success of where I'm at right now. Right. So I always like joke and say, like, I want to have a better relationship with my adrenal glands because my adrenal glands are very good at like, like sputting out everything they need to do to keep up with all the things that I want to accomplish. And like, I've accomplished a lot with that. And like, I not really good at stopping and quote, smelling the roses to enjoy it. But Mm -hmm. I also was under the illusion that you have to work hard. If you're not working hard for what you get, you're not deserving of the success. And that's a whole Mm -hmm. nother subconscious programming. Like, why does it have to be hard? Like, why do I have to work? So does it have to be hard in order to achieve whatever success or abundance that you want to have in your life? Does it have to be so Mm -hmm. hard? It doesn't. That's a whole nother mindset Mm -hmm. thing. 
Totally. I used to pride myself on when I would do 12 hour work days and I actually will see it like back on my Instagram story. Sometimes, you know, you'll be reminded. And I would like, I remember there's this one that popped up like a few months ago back probably from like 2018 that said like, oh, you know, just finished a 13 hour work day and like going home to work on something else. And I was like, why did I use that as a badge of honor? Why did I like, but it was my programming. It was my trauma that was like, if you're work, if you work like you're good, if you work hard and if you work hard, you'll achieve more. And I do think that you have to have the strategy and you, it's not like we don't work hard. Right. But I think there's a way that you can do it with ease rather than like killing yourself to get there. And it's just funny that part of my 3.0, was like you can if you accomplish everything in four hours you don't have to work nine hours just because that's what you used to do you know and um as a projector that's been so freeing too because I'm like yeah I actually do better in short chunks and sprints and my downloads I'm in flow more uh when I'm not doing 10 12 hour days because I'm exhausted at that point exactly and you just said it right there like you are at your like strength zone like as a projector of like understanding like can you keep going? Sure, you can. But you're probably going to approach like burnout. And that was another thing I wanted mm-hmm. to get on touch on there, too, is like, I mean, even Lee and I will some other time I can share a story of how like we literally reached burnout in three years when we first started off our chiropractic practice. And like literally it came down to the fact that we weren't doing things that were totally in alignment with us. We were trying to live out somebody mm-hmm. else's legacy. So that has mm-hmm. a lot to do with it, too, is you deciding what like what does it mean to you with how you do whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's in your business or how you're conducting yourself throughout life. But um, having that clarity of vision is something that where you can bypass where I'm saying like, so let's rewind. You don't have to work hard in order to achieve. Right. However, you mm-hmm. do have to have a clarity of vision or clarity of intention or be very intentional because you can't just sit there and like I have a lot of amazing friends and this is where I wanted the podcast to also go into like having this like abundance mindset and money mindset and you can't just meditate on it. You can't just sit and meditate on it and it's all going to come to you, right? Like as Correct. much as I love it, you know, the whole like, you know, let me just think about the money just coming into me and like, yeah, you can think about that, but like you actually need to take inspired action. So let's talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit too. Yeah. So I think that's why vision planning, you know, I've hosted like an annual vision planning workshop for like four or five years now. Um, And that's the thing is it's like you don't just put it on a vision board. You can't just put it and be like, okay, now I'm going to meditate it and the universe is going to send me it as long as I write it in my journal every day. It's like, no, you have to take the action that's required for you to achieve. You can just not be associated with the how. So uh, I'm going to launch a podcast. Well, I'm going to start to do the research. I'm going to see what it takes. I'm going to see what kind of mic I need. I'm going to see what I want my background to look like. I'm going to see where I'm going to host it. And I'm going to start learning and doing my own research. And then if opportunities fall in my lap, then one, you know, you're on the right path, right? Because the universe is giving you little signs and synchronicities that you should keep going. But two, it's like, it's also happening for me because I'm taking action on actually achieving the thing that I said I was going to achieve. Like if I just would have put this little podcast on my vision board for this year, uh, there doesn't mean that a podcast would have just magically went out into the interwebs. (laughs) That's not how it works. No. I mean, Perhaps somebody could have called and like spawned an idea, but then you would have had to answer the call and then like, oh, like, I don't know. And then also, what are the other steps? And I think I'm going to kind of like walk into this that that you probably even coach your people on is like whenever like seeing those synchronicities, like what what does that mean? So let's talk to the audience. The audience hears me talk about this a lot, but I want to hear you talk about it, like how how you apply it and, and how that can help you along your journey as well. 
Yeah. So I'm constantly auditing my day and my week and just like my life for synchronicities. So how things are just working out, how things are falling into my lap, do things feel easier? And it doesn't mean if they're hard that they're not meant for you or that you should divert and come up with a new plan. Sometimes it's funny. I just recorded this too. It, sometimes the resistance is there is to make sure that you want it bad enough, right? To forge you into the person that you need to become in order to achieve that thing that you want to achieve. But at the end of the day, I think if you find enough misalignments, maybe you're on the wrong path and you should stop and pause and say like, is this really what I'm working towards? Is this meant for me or not? Um, but I love looking for synchronicities. And I think too, if you look for them, you'll find them. So it also gives you this energy to just keep going after the things that you desire. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly that. And um, you touched on something else with the synchronicities of having the vision. And then we also need to express that gratitude, right? Mm -hmm. so, so that way we can attract more of it. So it's like, ah, I see you universe. Ah, thank you. Like acknowledge you because yep. if you just like pass it up, it's almost like like nobody likes that whenever like especially like if we're going to talk human design, um, to not be seen like as a projector it's like really important for like you like what you truly want is you want to be seen you want to be heard you want to be recognized right everybody mm -hmm. truly wants that like across the board but like if you if, if if somebody so say you do something and if you're not receiving the recognition for it then you're almost like uh does it make you really want to do more it doesn't really make you want to do more of it so if we like treat the universe right. the same way we're like hey universe like I see you. Oh, thank you. Like, like, you yes, that, that symbolism and you thank it and you express it and you acknowledge it and you pause for just a moment. Then perhaps that just makes the universe like that much more fun for you to play with to provide that many more synchronicities in your life leading you to the next thing. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think sometimes it speeds it up too, right? When you when you show that gratitude and even when you just acknowledge the the, the things that you have to be grateful for, like that expands. Um, but I do think it speeds up the process when you're pausing and reflecting and showing gratitude. Mm, yes, so much so. With all of that, what would you say is one of the um, biggest tips that you like you find yourself repeating on repeat? Regardless of wherever somebody's at, regardless of whatever endeavor they're trying to work on, even if it's just like, for instance, like they're like, I just want to find a nanny or I just want to be able to start like we're talking about all these bigger things. But no matter where a person is at, your level of success is your level of success of where it's at and they can continue to evolve. Mm -hmm. What would you say is one of the first steps that is important for every person to either do to embody in order to just like start this path of like being clear? on whatever they're going toward. I really think it's that vision piece, like you mentioned earlier, and like truly knowing what it is you want. And maybe you're working towards three bigger things, right? Maybe you're like, hey, I want to make an extra $10,000 next year. I want to lose 10 pounds and I want to find the love of my life, right? Those are three big things. Um, really picking one and making that your sole focus until you achieve it. Because I think sometimes when you're just getting started, you're overwhelmed by all the things you have to work on. And so it's like, just pick one goal. And when you achieve that goal and you prove to yourself that you're capable and you can do it, you're going to build this level of confidence, which is going to create that higher energy vibration that we're talking about. And it's going to make it easier to achieve the next thing. First, you have to prove to yourself that you can do the one thing. And once you do that, things will become easier for you. 
Yeah, gosh, yeah. The proof, like the proof of the one thing right there, just for you to gain your own inner confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. And then allow that to continue to expand there. So it's like this has just been such an amazing conversation that we've had here. So many tips and gems have come out of this already. And I'm already seeing like, oh my gosh, so many other conversations where we could go with it. <laughs> but we've already approached the fact that we all we all have subconscious patternings. And we, we even went over some of the examples that we've had personally and other people that we know of, of what could be getting in the way of you creating the life that you want or having the things that you want in your life. So working on that, acknowledging and being aware of those subconscious patternings. And then once you're aware of that, like also recognizing synchronicities, whenever the universe, God, life force, energy, the all is working with you, however you want to align with that to like recognize that. We've talked about like giving and expressing that gratitude. We've also talked about um, also like knowing when to push yourself as well, because they're in having and knowing your human design is very helpful. But at the same time, it's okay to be uncomfortable. And there's a difference between which actually let's address this before we go. What would you say? is one of the best ways for you to identify the difference between something that is feeling hard because it's not right versus it's because it's trying to expand you? Um, I think it depends on how dedicated you are to achieving the goal that you're working towards. So if it's something that you are working towards, but you just decided last night, like, of course, you're going to take that resistance as a sign to quit. When in reality, like if you had a desire to be an entrepreneur and you're hitting speed bump after speed bump as you're trying to find your business and what you're, you know, the thing that you want to do and how you're going to get started and finding the funding and all of that, you're going to understand that if that is an actual true aligned goal for you and something that you're not willing to compromise on, you're going to push through that resistance. And I think sometimes, you know, we operate out of a world that is complacent as a whole. And we take that first sign of, of resistance as a sign to stop. And in reality, it's forging you to who you need to become. You just give up way too soon. Isn't that the truth? Yes. And that was a big thing. And how you succinctly did that, I'm like, I just like threw, threw that out at you right there. And I wrapped it up in a beautiful package. And here it is, people like talk about huge tidbit right there. So we've addressed all these different ways already just in this on how you can start to expand your your wealth mindset, your money mindset, your abundance mindset. And what does abundance mean to you? Like you started from the very beginning. It doesn't just need to be money. It can be all areas of your life with having the love, like having the love of your life, like loving your children, being that mother, being that father, being that husband, being that wife, however you want to be, being that entrepreneur, expand and, you know, mother, daughter, et cetera all of those things. And then what can we do to start to get ourselves on the path to have the most ease and flow while also loving what we're doing while we're doing it and like honoring where we're at and giving ourselves and building ourselves up rather than like and giving ourselves confidence as we're moving forward too. So all of that, is there anything else that you would just love to just like give the listeners or like share with them any, any, uh, anything else as we just wrap this up today? I think it's just um, the encouragement and the push to tap into your intuition and know that if you have an inner voice or a calling that is telling you to go after something, it's because it's meant for you and whatever it takes to get there is going to be worth it um, in order for you to achieve that thing that you desire. So if you have a calling, tap into that, listen to it. If you have a voice that's telling you to pivot and go a different direction or leave people, places or things behind, like you need to just listen to that and pursue it and see what happens. Cause usually life's better on the other side. Mm. 
Mm. Isn't that so true? Oh my gosh. This has been such a beautiful conversation, Stephanie. Where can people find you? Where's the best place for people to find you? Uh, I am the wealthy practitioner on Instagram or my personal Instagram is Dr. Steph Wigner. uh, And that's usually where I'm the most active. Perfect. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? I just say that I learned a lot, Lynn. I've just been able to embody a lot like talking to you right here. I know the listeners are going to receive so much as well. And until we have another conversation, because I'm assuming we'll probably be able to try to schedule (laughs) something in again. It'd be wonderful if we can. And you have a beautiful rest of your day. And for all you listeners, just know that you have the opportunity to be who you want to be, express yourself the way you want to express yourself. Just follow and embody a lot of these principles that we talked about in here, and you can just live the life of your dreams. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. 